Have I been talking about Rodgers that much? Is this something that I've been doing to the point? In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. What are we doing? I'm going to drop the plans for this. And Eric Fry. Because they won a game, and they still will not be ranked again this season. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in, welcome in to a new day, to a new week, a new edition of the starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you, and we're hanging out with you for the next hour here on ESPN Radio, and we're talking uh, sports, local sports specifically, as it is a uh, post-overreaction on Monday, and it is a time to take a look at uh, some high school football playoff action uh, from a few games from Friday and most of the action occurred there on a Saturday. Didn't fare too well for area teams. Didn't fare too well for the two teams that we uh, cover here on the Cromwell Media Group's group of stations and we'll talk about that and we'll take a look at the uh, uh, teams that did advance on into their second round uh, matchups. We'll also hit up on uh, some other local sports that uh, didn't involve uh, football and of course the post weekend so we got uh, the top three moments from the uh, sports weekend. Uh, there was a lot of things to choose from. Sometimes it's slim pickings out there honestly mm-hmm. but not this time around. I think there was a lot to choose from so we'll have to narrow things down to uh, three and then uh, we will get to uh, some other stuff from high school football. Of course, we'll recap our uh, Pick'em game, and we'll see how well we did against the uh, computer. We added a different element on a Friday. We added the uh, artificial intelligence. That's right. A part of the Pick'em. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how we fared against that. Of course, we'll get the playoff edition of Beast Mode, How Do You Like Me Now?, and uh, do you have some overreactions from the playoffs, too? I have a little bit of a recap of a couple overreactions that we had some answers to right. from earlier in the Okay, week. yeah, yeah. Some, earlier some, in the playoff, year. Yep. some of those that involve the playoffs, yep. gotcha. So uh, we'll take a look at that as well, and we might hit up on some NFL action from yesterday and also uh, recap NASCAR and a NASCAR pick em mm-hmm. as well as we are down to one, mm-hmm. the finale. 
coming yep. up this weekend and the finale of Pick'em yep. for NASCAR. So. And I'll have an interesting stat about that upcoming race uh, this weekend Ooh, as well. Very well. So uh, stick around uh, for that. And as well, we got uh, coming up in the uh, podcast with a loaded podcast, but we got uh, Coach Duckett from uh, Shelbyville as the Rams were victorious in round one, convincing uh, fashion. We get into that coming up in the uh, podcast with uh, Coach Duckett there. And, of course, you can find that podcast wherever you find your favorite podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, the website, fmradio.com is also a great place to find that, as well as all of our local sports, local news, as well on the website, fmradio.com, as well. Great source of information mm-hmm. there. And a great source of uh, sports information is, of course, us, the star in the lineup. So uh, we'll get right into it. We got a lot to cover here on this Overreaction Monday. And uh, let's get into it. And let's get into it with First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we'll start off in high school football, of course, and we'll start off with our two area teams that we cover. And unfortunately, our broadcast football season is over, come to a close there on a Friday night with the Cumberland Pirates taking that loss against Casey. And then also on a Saturday, the FEM Hearts are bowing out as well at the hands of Mount Zion there and we'll start off with that game on a Friday night though it was the KZ Westfield Warriors winning in convincing fashion there over the uh, Cumberland Pirates it was 42 to nothing at one point and that's where they built their uh, lead up to and uh, just like FEM on Saturday uh, didn't get points on the board until later in the game particularly in the fourth quarter there for the uh, Pirates so they were able to find the end zone at least one time but it was a tough sledding uh, there on a Friday night, and that's where Eric was in Casey, and the Warriors convincing win here in the first round. Yeah, this defense, Travis, is as good as advertised. I was going to say, is Casey. You saw him in yeah. person. Yeah. For real. Defenses. I, I said it at the end of the broadcast, Travis, and I totally, I still feel this way even today on this Monday morning. Maybe you, if you want to say this is an overreaction, maybe it is. I think the KZ defense is a top 10 defense in a state and a top three defense in 1A. Hmm. And you look at what they've done all season long. Right. You can't tell me they're not a top defense. Yeah, I think most certainly. I mean, they've given up the most they've given up is 23 points mm-hmm. in a game. Right. And that was their only loss. So right. to a 3A school. Mm-hmm. Yep, in Mount exactly. Carmel. So, yeah, it was. Uh, Tough sledding is an understatement, Travis. At the half, the Pirates had 34 yards. Yeah. 34 yes. yards, and 20 of it came on one play. Mm-hmm. Uh, check that. 30 of it came on one play. Right. Yeah, they had that one big uh, splash play, yep. but that was really and that's the, that, the offense. And that's what it was. Casey came out, scored first. Mm-hmm. Then McMeekin had a great kick return back all the way down to the 35. And you're like, all right, this is going to be a shootout. This is going to be a dog fight. Mm-hmm. And then the very next play, it was an interception uh, that Casey made down on the five. And it's like, ah, okay, well, there goes that momentum. Mm-hmm. Casey goes down and scores. Then the Pirates do end up getting, you know, like I said, that big splash play for 30 yards. And you're thinking, 
all right, here we go. And then it was an interception in the end zone. And it was, ah. It just seemed like every time the Pirates would start building momentum, it would be Casey that would immediately stop it. And this defense is just, it's good. It Mm. held Cumberland Travis in the game to 121 yards. Wow. And it forced five turnovers. Mm. And it, it may sound a little, their starting quarterback Travis is a sophomore. Yeah. Okay. Is. And when I saw that, I was like, how are you going to make a deep run with a sophomore as a quarterback? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, he doesn't need to do anything. He has to maintain and not commit turnovers. And that's all that's asked of him. Right. Because that defense will do the rest. Defense, and it's pretty easy when you can just uh, turn and hand off to uh, Connor Sullivan yeah. uh, as well. Uh, that's uh, Clement, who's the starting QB. Yeah. Uh, there yeah clement i mean he had a great game i mean clement had six carries for five yards which doesn't sound impressive but four for seven throwing the ball for 143 yards and two touchdowns Mm -hmm. you'll take that that's efficient protecting the football and doing a great job you mentioned sullivan 19 carries 152 yards and three touchdowns and then the other one travis uh was uh carass who had seven carries for 113 yards Mm. that uh, you know Again, and he's just a sophomore. Hmm. And Sullivan is a senior, so this is his last year. But Travis, this KZ team is going to be good for the next couple of years. It seems like it. it seems like they have some uh, young pieces mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So, I just uh, I was thoroughly impressed um, by what I saw to KZ on on Friday night. Uh, the other person I wanted to spotlight was Ryan Richards, the junior. Uh, he had all of the catches uh, for Casey, um, and so he was the the main receiver. But again, two touchdowns and four catches for 143 yards, and those two just alone outgained the Cumberland Pirate offense. Mm-hmm. Cumberland, 121 yards. Like I said, five turnovers. Here's the thing, though, for Casey that they have to fix Travis for the next round. 10 penalties for 110 yards. You can't yeah. do that. You can't have no. that many that many penalties. You, you were able to get away with it here, but you're not going to be able to get away with that as you keep moving along. So you're mm. going to have to get that shaped out. But Yeah, you have to clean that up. Yeah. The, the Cumberland offense, uh, Olmstead, 4 for 14, 50 yards, and two interceptions throwing the football. Um, 11 carries for 32 yards and a touchdown, like you said, at the end. Um, basically, at the start of the fourth quarter, it was a running clock, and so the Pirates basically put in all their sophomores and juniors and yeah. said, "Let's just see what we got kind of got for next year." Mm-hmm. Um, because at that point, what what else can you do? I mean, yeah. in that point in the game, so exactly, uh, it just it wasn't a good night for the Pirates, and they came up against a a motivated KZ team. And Travis, I was doing some research before that game, KZ. Uh-huh. We talk about it. They're an institution, right? They are. We, we've talked about how, you know, when you think of football, you think of Casey. Mm-hmm. Travis, this is their first playoff win since 2014. Right. It has been almost 10 years wow. since Casey won a playoff game. It's their first time hosting a playoff game since 2014. Yeah, I heard that stat. So you think about it, and, and we mm-hmm. mentioned it. In, in the meantime, Cumberland has been to the playoffs six times and hosted two playoff games. Right. And have two wins. So it's just, it, it boggles my mind. And, and I think that was something that was, again, a little extra motivation. And I'll give credit to the, the um, new KZ 
football coach. You know, we talked to him at the beginning of the year, uh, Fritchnick. He's done a great job with that team, and he's got them motivated, and he's got them ready to go. And, again, they're not flashy on offense, but they don't need to be. Let their defense do the talking, mm. and that's what they do. So, hats off to Casey. Um, they will advance, and we'll talk more about who they'll be facing coming up in a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Casey did a, a great job on Friday night, and, you know, they were the better team on Friday. Right. Hands down. Yeah, and uh, from, from what I heard, like you were mentioning there with uh, the turnovers that the Pirates had, they just came in inopportune times uh, for them. So Casey's tough to beat uh, when uh, you're you're playing perfect football. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when you're fumbling the ball and it mm-hmm. just seems like I know that one Olmstead, uh, he fumbled on a pass. He was yep. trying to throw a quick yep. screen, I think. Yep. And uh, it's just like, man, what what can we do? It, it, it. In the, again, it was 21 nothing at the half, and you felt like this is on the verge of being bad because the Cumberland offense hadn't really done a lot, but mm-hmm. the defense had done enough to keep you in it. Right. And you're like, all right, well, maybe maybe there's a chance here. And then that third quarter, the wheels fell off for the Pirates, and yeah. that's when Casey got most of their scoring in. And it was it was 42 nothing after the third, and it was over. I mean, they scored three times in that third quarter alone, and it was done. Finito. Uh, yeah. you, you knew it uh, sitting there. Um, but, you know, Pirates go down and uh, season comes to an end. And we'll talk later on in the week with uh, Coach Watkins kind of wrapping up the season. Uh, yeah, because it's tough to uh, uh, recap it there on, oh, yeah. on oh, yeah. Friday night. Yep. So we'll definitely be hearing uh, from him later in the weekend. So uh, the uh, Cumberland Pirates uh, bow out there after making another trip to the uh, postseason. And then uh, on a Saturday, uh, another team that we follow here on our group of stations, that's the FEM Hearts. They did not fare too much better as this was a, a different venue than a matchup two weeks ago, and it was a different result as well as Mount Zion. They came away with the uh, W there on Saturday. 21-2 to two mm. was the final score. Mount Zion scored in the first, second, third, and then FEM, they only were able to uh, scratch across two points there in the fourth quarter for a, a safety there. And that was their only points of the afternoon. And it was a completely different story here, Eric, than it was the matchup two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. As Mount Zion, it looks like they came in with revenge on their mind in their home uh, turf and they got it uh, because this was a defensive battle actually and I don't think FEM played bad on defense it's just that they were out there on the field a lot and it just seemed like uh, you know uh, FEM just couldn't get anything going offensively as I wrote in my report that a couple weeks ago the hearts rushed as a team 266 yards right and on Saturday we had him down for uh, only 55 yards Ooh. on the ground. Ooh. As it just seemed like Mount Zion was keying on everything that FEM was doing. It didn't matter if Gage kept the football. They were right there to swarm on him. It didn't matter if he handed off to Dunstan. They were right there, and uh, the Braves really swarmed to the football. And uh, it just seemed like they had uh, they were playing with 15 guys out there mm-hmm. uh, on defense. So uh, stifled. FEM's offense uh, was, and then a great picture-perfect uh, compass of the game was there at the very end uh, with the uh, hearts getting on the board there with a the safety, 
and uh, I think it was a couple of possessions after uh, that safety happened. They were still down by uh, 18 points at that point, and, or 19 points, I guess. And then uh, the Hearts got uh, three quick first downs. They uh, ran no huddle, hurry up, and uh, they put it in the air a little bit. And then on the fourth play of the drive, they put the ball on the ground again, mm. and it was a fumble. And any sort of a comeback you thought with how well they moved to the ball there. It was getting later in the game, but uh, they still could have maybe possibly had an outside shot of a comeback there, but it was just thwarted uh, there. Um, you know, Mount Zion, that wasn't a perfect game for them by any means. They had some turnovers as well. They put it on the turf. They fumbled uh, a few times as well, and uh, they also had, like you were saying with uh, Casey, with the uh, penalties for them. Mm-hmm. Mount Zion had a ton of penalties as well that could come back to bite them in a closer game if uh, the other offense was able to put some move the ball on them. Mount Zion had 15 penalties for 150 yards Ooh. on Saturday. Ooh. 15 penalties, but they were still over able to overcome on that. And they found the end zone, and uh, point blank, FEM did not. Again, you got to clean that up, though. When, oh, you, when sure. you talk about round two, you can't be having stuff like that. Right. But, again, you were able to take care of business on Saturday if you're Mount mm-hmm. Zion. Right. <laughs> yeah, they looked just like a completely different team than they did uh, two weeks ago. I thought defense has improved tremendously from uh, what we saw of them uh, two weeks ago. And offensively, you know, still not as polished as I would have uh, thought Mount Zion to be, but uh, still, you know, they were able to be effective. And McCoby Adams had three passing touchdowns on the afternoon, and two of them uh, went to a bullhorse uh, there. And um, Mount Zion was able to take advantage a couple of times of some uh, short fields. And one time it was uh, on a punt, and uh, Donaldson. Uh, kind of had to go back. The wind kind of took it a little bit, and he was able. He wasn't able to secure the catch, and he fumbled. And then uh, on the very next play, uh, they finished off with a 13-yard score uh, there to put him up 21 to nothing at that point. And uh, the only points on the board for FEM came in that uh, fourth quarter was when uh, Gillum threw an interception on fourth down. He was just throwing it up, trying to make a play towards the end zone, and uh, then. Uh, Mount Zion caught the ball on about the two-yard line, I think is where they uh, spotted it there. And then uh, the punt went over the uh, punter's head there in the fourth quarter and out of the back of the end zone for FEM's only points of the afternoon. So, unfortunately, uh, uh, I liked how FEM uh, played uh, coming into the game, but just nothing doing there on a Saturday afternoon. And, again, defense, I thought, played well, but... Uh, fortunately, they were out there just too many times there, and FEM had some turnovers that just cost them uh, there in the game on uh, Saturday. So, uh, hey, hats off to uh, Mount Zion, and they made some adjustments from their previous matchup, and FEM just couldn't get anything going on the offensive side. So uh, they uh, made the playoffs. I know they would have wanted to have a longer stay, but uh, back into the postseason on consecutive seasons, and they'll finish with a, a 500 record uh, there. Mount Zion actually uh, will improve to 8-2, and two, and they'll go to round two of the postseason, and they'll be taking on a breeze of Central. And they're actually going to have to travel to a breeze Central uh, there for that game, and that'll be on Saturday. I think they said the scheduled kickoff is at 2 o'clock 
there. So uh, we'll also catch up with uh, Coach Hef uh, later on in the week as uh, talk to him after the game, but uh, not really uh, in the – it's kind of hard to recap a, a season, uh, especially after it ends moments uh, after moments before that. So uh, we'll get his uh, final thoughts on the season and officially uh, close out our uh, broadcast football schedule uh, with FPM and Cumberland both bowing out there in round one. So uh, we'll step away and we'll return uh, talking about the rest of the week one playoff matchups coming up here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. Hey, son, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. Navigating without a compass, eyes waiting, started to wonder. Metamorphosis, philosophy without choice. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at sounditouttogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. It's truck season at Dan Heck Chevrolet in Effingham, and we have the best-selling retail full-size truck on the market, Chevy Silverado, on sale now. We have half-ton models along with heavy-duty three-quarter and one-ton models. And if we don't have what you want, let us know and we'll get it for you. There's a reason more individuals buy Chevy Silverado, and we invite you to stop in during our truck season sale at Dan Heck Chevrolet Toyota, South Route 45 in Effingham, online at danheck.com. It's Black Friday now at Roll King with big deals you won't want to miss. Like this week's Rudy Special, 450 off CCI Blazer Brass Ammo, now $11.49. Save 20 bucks on a Mr. Heater Portable Buddy Heater, now $69.99. And this one's for the birds. Take $2 off Black Oil Sunflower Seeds, now $19.99. Shop Black Friday now for unbeatable deals while they last at RollKing.com or your neighborhood Roll King, America's farm and home store. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands. At up to 95% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face to face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit. HIMS.com slash J O Y. And now, Eric Price Sports Center update. The Colts reportedly believe they could get wide receiver Paris Campbell back from injury before season's end. Campbell underwent foot surgery after catching a touchdown in the week six win over the Titan Tight Texans and has been working to return since. The starting lineup. Welcome back in uh, to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, and that's Eric Fry stumbling and bumbling through the uh, Sports Center read. What they, they need to get uh, similar teams that have the same name out of the same division: Titans, Titans, Texans? and Texans. Hmm. Both start with T's. Get them out of there. On ninety-eight-nine, the game.
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. Talked about the uh, Effingham and uh, Cumberland seasons coming to a close. And we also had uh, several area teams seasons come to a close on Friday and uh, Saturday. So uh, let's take a look at the rest of the uh, round one uh, matchups. And in 1A, it was uh, Belleville Altoff Catholic picking up the uh, win over uh, Tuscola. And uh, Altoff Catholic really putting up the points here. Mm-hmm. 76 on a Tuscola. And it was a 76 to a 41 was the uh, final score there. So uh, Tuscola is still able to put up 41 points, but 76 by Altoff Catholic. And impressive showing offensively uh, there for them. Mm-hmm. And beating Tuscola, ending the Warriors season there. Um, and then also it was uh, Leroy picking up the win as a uh, five seed over Villa Grove. And this one was 45 to 14 was the uh, final score there. Tough day for uh, VG as their uh, season comes to a close and a, another round one exit for Coach Wilson and mm-hmm. the uh, Blue Devils, but we'll catch up with him uh, later on the week to uh, discuss the season as a whole there for Villa Grove. Mm-hmm. And also another uh, LPC team that didn't fare in the LPC as a whole, did not yeah. fare well in round one, uh, but it was uh, Greenfield Northwestern and picking up the win over Nokomis, and this one was a 52-13 to final score. So mm-hmm. Nokomis getting in at 5-4, and four, but a uh, short stay in the postseason, losing there to uh, Greenfield mm-hmm. uh, there. So that will set up a, a second-round matchup with uh, Casey, and that game will be in uh, Greenfield. And so it's a three-versus-six matchup uh, there for that M1A. Yep. Um, and in Class uh, 2A here, again, uh, the conference champions of the uh, LPC, uh, the Arthur Lovington, Atwood Hammond and Knights, Unfortunately, saw their magical season and their magical run yep. come to a close on a Saturday afternoon as Quincy Notre Dame won the game. They were one of those four and five teams that got in, and because of their uh, enrollment, they're here in 2A, mm-hmm. and they won 21-2 to of 14. It all started great for Arthur. There was, I think the, they took the opening kickoff back for a touchdown, and they had the 14 nothing lead. And then Quincy Notre Dame came back on them uh, there, and they won the game. So You hate to see it for, for Arthur. Right, um, absolutely gut-wrenching there for the community. Oh, 100%. Because, you know, as we talked about all season long, Travis, this team I thought was better than last year's team. Um, mm-hmm. And it was the best team, Arthur team, that there have been in a while. There have been times where they looked, you know, I'll, I'll admit, they looked a little iffy against Cumberland. Right. Um, but... I, I thought they were better than being bounced in the first round. Right. Yep, it's a shame there, and we'll catch up with uh, Coach Jefferson uh, to uh, talk about uh, that later in the week as well. But uh, elsewhere in uh, 2A, it was uh, Nashville picking up the win, a convincing fashion here over Pena. It was a 49-7 to beatdown mm-hmm. there for the Hornets, ending Pena's season. Uh, not Pena of old. No. Nope. finished 6-4. and four. Yeah. On the season, another playoff exit by Nashville. Mm. But this time it happened in the first round rather than a third round exit. Correct. It was uh, Athens picking up the win over Piasol. Tough day for the Birds there. 33 at 2 7. 
they were grounded there. So mm-hmm. Athens will move on. And uh, we'll hear from uh, Coach Duckett coming up into the pod. But uh, Shelbyville picked up the win in convincing fashion over Trenton Wesleyan, 48 to uh, nothing. It was 32 to nothing after the first quarter. Mm. And so uh, we talked about it with uh, Coach Duckett that, you know, last year they get off all those points and had to come back in the first round game and came up a little bit short. This time they left, no doubt. Yep. 32 points putting up there in the opening quarter. Uh, great start by the Rams there, and they'll move on. And they'll actually take on another area team, and we were guaranteed another area matchup here anyways, but it was Vandalia picking up the win. So it was a 10 over a 7. Vandalia wins over Lawrenceville. 34 to a 22 mm-hmm. was the final. So Vandals, Rams. Matching up in round two, and Vandalia lost the opportunity to host the first round game. Well, now they're going to be able to host the second round game. They are. As they will be the host for the Rams coming up this weekend. And also, it was a breeze run of day again in the win over Carmine White County. 40 to 22 was the final score there. So, in the South Region in 2A, you have a 16 seed still alive, 10 and an 11 seed still alive there. Uh, elsewhere, it's uh, going to be Quincy Notre Dame matching up with uh, Nashville in round two. Uh, Athens is going to match up with Redbud, and Redbud beat Chester in, I think this game was on uh, Friday, so it was a rain-soaked affair. 7 nothing was the final uh, there. So, you know, if you put up Belleville Altoff Catholic, 76, and then we had a couple of 7-0 scores across the playoffs mm-hmm. this weekend. In a 3A was Mount Garmel picking up the win over Benton, and this one was 24 to 17. It was the uh, final there, and uh, the only Lincoln Prairie Conference team that moved on was a Sullivan, as uh, they escaped here with a one-point victory over Clinton, and it was a 14 to 13 final score for the Redskins as. Uh, Dominic and I, when we were driving into Mount Zion, of course, got to go through a Sullivan. They had all the posters put up and uh, signs hanging around town. That was uh, awesome to see. And they pick up the one-point victory uh, here to advance to round two. Yeah, especially with everything that community has been through as far as with the football program and how down it was. It was mm-hmm. nice for them to get back even better, even though it was close. Probably a lot closer than they would have liked. Yeah. But uh, a win is a win, and uh, they were able to win in advance. And they'll advance to take on those aces of Mount Carmel there in Mount Carmel mm-hmm. this weekend. It was uh, Greenville with a nice showing against uh, Fairfield, and uh, so they pent up their 10th victory of the season. Did the Comets 35-12 to was the final score uh, there. And it was a Stanford Olympia picking up the three-point win over Litchfield, 20-17. So we are not able to get a uh, South Central Conference uh, rematch in round two. Mm-mm. So it'll be Greenville versus Stanford Olympia this weekend. As Roxana really put up the points against uh, Paris, and this one was a 50-22 to final. So Paris gets in the playoffs at 5-4, but unfortunately just one and done for the Tigers. And so Roxana impressive with a 50 burger yeah they are they are impressive travis and now they are 10 and 0 on the season as well and uh, st joseph ogden they won over carlinville 38 to a 15 so uh carlinville getting to a six and three record keeping that playoff streak alive but unfortunately a short stay there for the cavaliers with a first round exit mm-hmm. there and roxanne will match up with st joe 
in a round of two, Greenfield, Greenville against Stanford Olympia in a Greenville, uh, Greenville, and also in the top half that we didn't uh, really talk about, DeCoin, they won their first round matchup. It was close against Monticello, but DeCoin survives, and Tolona Unity pulled off the seed upset, a 9 over 8, so Tolona Unity uh, there, and one more matchup. And we could see Mount Carmel and Tolona Unity mm-hmm. again, yep. potentially in the uh, quarterfinals there. In a 4A on a Saturday, uh, on Friday, it was Rochester winning over Lincoln. So, sorry, Lincoln, first time in the playoffs since 1984. That's an accomplishment in and of itself. Yep. But a short stay. They, One and done. Uh, Rockets 59-14 to 14 was the final there. And what they, they got outscored. In the matchup against Rochester this season, to combine those two matchups, it was like 115 or 114 to 14. There, they got outscored. Um, not good. No, unfortunately not. Uh, so the Rockets move on, and they'll take on Cole City, who uh, also impressive win over Normal University, 44 to nothing, was the final score there. Uh, Bree Central they picked up the win over Kiokia, 19 to two. So. Uh, that's kind of crazy how Mount Zion won over FEM 21-2. And then the team that Mount Zion will be facing this weekend also won, giving up two points as well. Uh, Murfreesboro, they ended at Taylorville's uh, season as uh, they won in impressive fashion. 49-13 to was the uh, final score there. And uh, Charleston, uh, they picking up a, a win in the opening round. And they had to go to overtime to do so yep. as they had to do comeback as well. And Charleston wins this one in overtime. A 27-2-24 was the final score there. It was uh, close as uh, Freeburg missed a, a field goal there at the end of regulation to send it into OT. And then they would convert on a 25-yard field goal in the overtime session to actually put them up 24-21. to uh, 21. Uh, But then Luke Nelson rushing touchdown there. Game winner for Charleston in OT picking up the dub and so overtime win in the playoffs as they'll be having to make the long trek to Murfreesboro mm-hmm. in round two but they'll gladly take it with an OT victory yes, over Freeburg. Congratulations. Uh, there yep as also in that uh, bottom half is the 14 seed Peoria Notre Dame beat Kiwani 28 to 13 and Harrisburg picked up the win over Carterville 23 to 12 so just like how you drew it up 14 versus 11 matchup in round two there in 4A. And we also had an upset on Friday night as it was the defending champions of the Apollo go down as Troy Triad. It goes in there to Muhammad and pulls off the upset. They won that one 20 to 19 was the final score there for the Knights of Troy Triad. Mm. So, man, Muhammad, short stint in the postseason. One and done. Ugh. There you, for the you Apollo hate champs. to see that. I mean, I, I thought that they were a good team, but I, I did not expect them to uh, get upset in, in the first round. In the first round, no, uh, for sure. But Troy played a, a good game uh, there. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was a controversial play there in uh, the early portion of the game for Muhammad. It looked like uh, there was a runner got stripped of the ball right before it crossed the goal line, but the officials ended up. Uh, ruling in a touchdown for Muhammad there, but I was glad to see that Troy overcame that and was able to uh, overcome and win by a single point there over um, Muhammad. And also in that same uh, bracket, you had a 12 seed Juliet 
Catholic or Joliet Catholic Academy went over the five seed Peoria. So just like you drew it up there, 13 versus 12 in round one, Joliet Catholic is going to have to host the game. Uh, so they probably weren't thinking that when they were a 12 seed. And then the 15 seed, uh, New Lenox beat Morton 21 to 14. So, and then uh, one more Country Hills Hillcrest. They won over Carbondale 22 to 8. So 15 versus a 10 in that one. So all sorts of chaos. Absolutely destroying my bracket, Travis. <laughs> yes. And of the top half, even too, the 16 beat the number one yep. in the north, and the 15 beat the two. Yep. So, man, so many double-digit seeds winning there in a 5A all over the place. There. 6A went chalk, by the way, in the south, in case you were wondering. I was, you know. Uh, East St. Louis won 61 to nothing, too, by the way. Right, exactly. I want to point that out. <laughs> Will they make an appearance on Beast Mode? Find out in the pod. Find out in the podcast as we got a Beast Mode as well as How Do You Like Me Now and recap of a loaded pick'em. How did we do mm-hmm. against the AI? And also Coach Duckett from uh, Shelbyville joining us in the podcast as well. But uh, we'll step away here and we'll come back talking about some uh, local sports that uh, didn't involve the pigskin uh, from over the uh, weekend and get you set for some sectional action tonight in uh, volleyball. And uh, that's coming up here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. In 2021, the Effingham County Sheriff's Office received over 200 reports of fraud, forgery, and scams. This is your Effingham County Sheriff Paul Coons reminding you that if someone contacts you that you don't know with an offer that sounds too good to be true, it is. Please shop with our local trusted area businesses and craftsmen who work hard to maintain their reputation. If you think that you've been the target of a potential scam, call your local police to report it. You may prevent someone else from being taken advantage of. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Leave low yields in the dust and never look back. Rev up your return on investment with Syngenta. Our innovative portfolio of crop protection products outperforms and outyields any deal, giving you higher yield and profit potential at the finish line. Syngenta, where better yield is the better deal. Always read and follow label instructions. All right, let's see here. Acuron corn herbicide. Powerful weed control? Check. Long-lasting residual? Check. Proven crop safety? Check. Acuron checks all the boxes, which is why it outperforms and outyields all other corn herbicides by 5 to 15 bushels an acre. Talk to your local Syngenta retailer or visit findmorebushels.com to discover your revenue potential today. Always read and follow label instructions. Acuron is a restricted-use pesticide. 
If you're just tuning in, this is Fan 23, Fansville's number one sports radio station. Brought to you by Tasty Dr. Pepper. We are settling the great debate, best third quarter snack, hot dogs or nachos? You know my mantra, Doug. Uh, yes. Meaty early, early, cheesy late. late. Well, it looks like we have a caller here to weigh in. Is this Chuck? Popcorn in the third is the move. What? You go with passive snacking after halftime. No, it's nachos. Look, as long as there's an ice cold Dr. Pepper there to wash it down, I'm good with either. Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. At the Home Depot, Saturdays are about two things. The one-of-a-kind wood-fired flavor of a Traeger Ironwood XL grill. And football. That's right, Desmond Howard. Get fired up for the game in just a tap with Traeger's intuitive touchscreen. Then throw on your favorites and monitor the grill from anywhere with Wi-Fi technology. So you spend less time staring at the grill. Which means more time for football. For football. Upgrade your Saturday with Traeger and the Home Depot. How doers get more done. And now, this outpouring of love for Tom Brady is what we are beginning with today. Everyone showering this man with love and goatness. How about it? The starting lineup. Almost every single one of Brady's Super Bowl has been clouded with controversy, and that seems what people are forgetting. And let's not forget that so a couple Super Bowls were gifted to him. The tuck rule, the... You can't the blame him for the referee stuff. You can't blame referee, him, but he benefited from it. Okay, everyone gets a call. Every they benefited from it last night as well. Which which rule? Which, which one of those penalties whenever the Chiefs are holding... That was so ticky-tacky. Come on. So it's a Super Bowl. Let them play. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. The Blues couldn't get the puck past the goalie during a 5-0 loss to the Vancouver Canucks at Rogers Arena on Friday. Blues now sixth place in Central Division with seven points in a 3-3-1 record. St. Louis visits Colorado on Wednesday. St. Louis City SC are on the brink of elimination following a 4-1 loss in the first match of their first-round series against Sporting KC at City Park. Tim Parker scored St. Louis' only goal in the 28th minute to tie the game at 1, but Kansas City scored twice in the next 11 minutes to take control. City trails the best of seven, best of three series, 1-0. They play a must-win match 2 against Sporting KC next Sunday. St. Louis Billikens wrapped up exhibition play with a 98-60 win over Berea College at Chaffetz Arena, St. Louis held a 52-29 lead at halftime and outscored them by 15 in the second half. The the Billikens open up the regular season against Southern Indiana next Monday. Zach Levine's 51-point effort wasn't enough as the Bulls lost to the Detroit Pistons 118-102 at Little Caesars Arena on Saturday. Chicago was outscored by 10 points in the second quarter and was forced to play catch-up the rest of the way. Levine added four rebounds and a steal to his 51 points. Marta Rosen finished the game with 20. The 1-2 Bulls visit the Pacers tonight. And the Blackhawks were able to take down the Golden Knights in overtime, 4-3 to defeat the reigning NHL champs. Welcome back in to the starting lane of Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry with the Sports Center hits. And what I love about that, Levine at 51 points, yeah. zero assists. Zero assists. <laughs> what a line. Hey, you know what? They got that overtime win after their players-only meeting. and then So it worked. No, because Levine goes out and puts up 51 against Detroit, and you still can't get a win. Uh, well. Uh, and like you said, zero assists. A ball hog. <laughs> yes, maybe, maybe trying to inflate the stats a little bit there. So he looks good to a team trading for him. Potentially. 
<laughs> not saying just saying that aspect mm-hmm. there let's take a look at some other local sports uh, that happened over the uh, weekend that didn't involve uh, football uh, first off here in a junior high girls basketball the eighth grade uh, tournament in the national trail conference tournament uh, concluded there on a uh, friday we had uh, south central pick up the win over in yoga 34 17 and a brownstown I uh, got the win over Cowden Herring Beecher City at 24-21 on the consolation side of things. So those two teams advanced to the consolation championship on a Saturday morning. And it was a 7 seed of Brownstown St. Elmo winning over South Central. And it was a 22-12 final score there. So consolation champions, Brownstown. Third place game went to North Clay as they won over Altamont 30-21. And the championship goes to Sickle St. Michael as they win 36-23 was the final over Stu Straws Windsor there in the championship of the 8th grade NTC tournament uh, there. And we also had uh, some uh, cross-country uh, sectionals from uh, Saturday, as in uh, Decatur, we had a uh, few athletes to qualify for a state. We had the entire team on the girls' side for Clinton uh, qualify for a state. St. Anthony qualified as a team, including Isabel Keller. She was number one overall in individual there. So congratulations there to uh, St. A. Clinton will be joining them. A couple athletes from uh, Marshall, uh, Robinson, and uh, Shelbyville both qualified uh, for the uh, state tournament this upcoming uh, weekend and had uh, Katie Fultz from uh, Tuscola qualify as well. She finished fourth overall. On the boys' side, uh, we had uh, Clinton as well. Most of their team qualified uh, for uh, state. And we also had um, an athlete from Robinson, Austin Weasley, qualified. He was sixth overall on uh, that side. And we had a Tuscola as well. They had the top three finishers there overall on the boys' side. Uh, so the Warriors are going to the uh, state tournament as well. In a 2A on in Jacksonville, we had uh, Effingham. They are going to stay as a, a team. Uh, everybody qualified uh, there. Uh, the uh, loan representative from, from Lincoln, uh, Becca Hetzig, is she actually finished first overall, and so uh, she qualified for the uh, state tournament. Uh, Mount Zion had a team qualify. Everyone on the team qualified uh, there. And on the uh, boys' uh, side of things, we had Mount Zion qualify as a team as well. So did Taylorville uh, there. And we have all the results posted on the uh, website, fmradio.com, all the area athletes and where they finished and who qualified and who's going on to the uh, state tournament this upcoming weekend. And just check it out on our weekend uh, sports recap over on the website, fmradio.com. Uh, but uh, today we have some uh, volleyball sectional semifinals underway uh, tonight in Windsor, in the 1A level. Number one, Acida Saragordo takes on the five seed Leroy at 6 p.m. And then the number one seed, Judah Christian, takes on the two seed of Windsor's Two Straws at a 7 o'clock heavyweight matchup. Uh, Therefore, Windsor's Two Straws, uh, Judah Christian hasn't lost a game this season. So uh, that should be a outstanding one there at 7 o'clock in Windsor tonight. And uh, Nokomis at the 1A level sectional, we got the fourth seed of Nokomis. They'll take on the two seed of Almire at uh, 6 o'clock. And then the number one seed, Hardin Calhoun, will take on the three seed at St. Anthony at uh, 7 o'clock 
there. In a Class 2A, the Pinckneyville sectional, the one-seed Fairfield against the two-seed Pinckneyville at 6 o'clock, and the number one-seed Massac County against the two-seed Carmine-White County at 7 o'clock. And in the Greenville sectional, it's number one-seed Breeze Central against the three-seed Shelbyville at 6 p.m., and the number one-seed Staunton against the two-seed Breeze Modern Day at 7 o'clock. And in the 3A, Mascuda. Uh, sectional, we got the number one overall seed there, Mascuda, taking on the two-seed FEM at a 6 o'clock. Five-seed Salem against the three-seed Freeburg at 7 p.m. And in the 3A Springfield Southeast sectional, the number one seed Chatham-Glenwood squares off against the two-seed Lincoln at 6 p.m. And then the number one seed Normal University against the two-seed Taylorville at 7 p.m as well so good luck to all those uh, girls yes. tonight competing in uh, the uh, sectionals and we'll see if we can get an all fem can st anthony advance on to the sectional championship can fem do it as well uh there and can windsor pull off the upset against judah christian as well we'll be uh reporting about it on the website so stay tuned uh, for that we'll have the results posted later on and we'll be back to talk about it on a tomorrow's show as well to set up the sectional championships on wednesday for volleyball all right so we're up against the clock and we're going to be uh, closing it out with the uh, top three top three moments from the uh, sports weekend on the way to close out the starting lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. <laughs> Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Sherwin-Williams Distribution Center in Effingham is hosting a hiring event on Friday, November 3rd from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. at 711 West Wabash Avenue. Call 217-500-3273 to schedule an interview or stop by anytime. Our full-time warehouse technicians have a starting rate on second shift of $25.07 per hour and on third shift of $25.57 per hour. We also have a new weekend shift that works three 12-hour days on day shift and is paid for 40 hours. Apply online anytime at sherwin.com slash Effingham. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer for all protected statuses, including veteran and disability. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. 
And now... This is like Christmas morning. Everybody has a chance. It is opening day. Baseball is back. We've waited since the last out was made in that World Series, and it's finally here. There's a reason why I haven't talked yet, and I think opening day is overrated. The starting lineup. Oh, boy. I enjoy the final day of the season more than opening day. And I'm not saying it's not an exciting day, but... There's 162 more games ahead of us. Like, this is the first one. This is first one back after months. It's just a great day for baseball to be back. Sorry, I, I don't feel the same way. I don't know what it's unbelievable. Else to say. Here on the, one of the most exciting days in sports, and it's overrated. To me, it this is. This has got to be a joke. No, right? No, we're getting punked. On 98.9, the game. <laughs> Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on 98 on the game. We're only here on 98 on the game for just a smidge a bit longer. But we do this every uh, Monday and we get you everything that happened in the uh, sports weekend and we narrow it down to three. So here we go. It's the uh, top three from the sports weekend. And now it's time for the top three. Top three from the sports weekend in a no particular order here. I want to start off with Amaya number three, and it comes from a College Game Day on a Saturday. Steve Smith was the uh, guest picker, and when the uh, game came to be, NC State versus Clemson, a little shade being thrown at NC State. So then NC State, unfortunately, they're waiting on basketball season, so he picked Clemson, and wow, they took that personal. They did. NC State came out and won over Clemson 24-17. And the coach uh, said, tell Steve Smith in the studio, this ain't, bas- this ain't a basketball school. He can kiss my bleep. Ah, I like that. Kiss my bleep. Kiss my bleep. <laughs> uh, so Steve Smith making an enemy there. My number one, Travis, is the University of Kansas knocking off Oklahoma. First of all, yeah. that was a great game. Watch that game on Saturday. But the fact that Kansas, I think, had lost six straight times to Oklahoma. And, you know, we saw this Kansas team take out Illinois. By Kansas beating Oklahoma, that makes Illinois look a little better because they hung with Kansas for a tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it was quite a scene there in Kansas. I like taking apart the goalposts. Take them out. Take them out of the ground. Crowd surf them. Let's go. I don't know what. That is a time... You can storm the field. Well, sure, absolutely. Yes, 100%. not when you're Colorado and you're supposed to win. I know that was kind of. Now where are you, Colorado? Exactly. You lost to where, UCLA. Where are you now? Exactly. That should tell you all that you need to know. But I don't know where the trend started. I think it started with Tennessee last year when they beat <laughs> Alabama, yeah. but they carried the goalposts all the way the out river, of the stadium and yeah. they put it out into the body of water. Yep. I don't know where that trend started. But I love it. Let's keep it going, it's though. It's kind of nuts. Uh, my number two uh, moment was also kind of nuts, and this one was on uh, Friday. And so with no high school football for me, I was able to uh, catch the World Series, and it was quite the uh, game one 
as it was an exciting game back and forth and uh, some uh, dramatics there. The Corey Seager home run to tie things up. And then uh, it had to be him, right? Yep. All this Garcia home run. And it happened on the anniversary of David Freeze's mm-hmm. uh, home run as well. And it passed them or tied them in RBIs yep. for the postseason. Yep. <laughs> and so game one was nuts on uh, Friday between the Rangers and D-backs. My number two, Travis, also that game one. And specifically, anytime you can get a World Series game ending with a walk-off, mm-hmm. it's a good deal. Right. But I'll tell you in the pod why it may not be a good deal for the Rangers. And I, I loved it with the early reaction that Corey Seager he had as soon as he had it off the bat. He yep. knew it was gone, and he yep. knew that he tied the game, and the crowd's reaction was awesome on his home run uh, there. Uh, but that got topped on uh, Sunday for my number one moment from the uh, sports weekend. What did you expect it to be? We haven't talked about it yet, but Illinois is the number one team in the country in college basketball. They beat Kansas yesterday in the exhibition, and Coach Self's return to uh, the Assembly Hall. And Hunter Dickerson still can't beat Illinois. Ha ha! Oh, and five in his career now against the Illini. And he was just speechless there in the postgame. Uh, 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 I, I, I just don't have a good answer for you. Uh, 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 oh, and five against the Illini. Pump the brakes, Travis. Exhibition for charity. Yeah, exactly. It's, we beat him for Maui. It doesn't. It's not going to matter. <laughs> now, if it was the Maui tournament, Travis, then I'd say, yes, we accomplished something. We should it's be the exhibition. number one team in the country. It doesn't. No. No, we shouldn't. Calm the cool the Jets a little bit, Illini fans. Let's see how we do against EIU next week. <laughs> oh, hey, we've lost EIU before, Travis. Almost. Yeah, but this is a this is a different team. I like. What that was I saw. a charity game too. I like what I saw. It was a charity game too. I like what I saw. My number one, Travis, was the end of the Xfinity race on Saturday, and the quotes that came out of it. I was absolutely shocked at what a team owner said about his driver. So Hmm. it was Austin Hill, and it was Sheldon Creed fighting for the win. There was a way that they both could have made it to the playoffs, to the championship race. Instead, Sheldon Creed got hit by Austin Hill. So Sheldon Creed hit him back twice, moved him up the track. They both ended up wrecking. Justin Allgaier wins the race, punches his ticket. Both those two teammates out of the... uh, Xfinity Championship, so Rich Childers, who owns the, the the race cars, said, quote, Sheldon Creed may be the stupidest driver I have ever seen. And that's the guy who works for him who's leaving at the end of the year. Right. So, wonder why he's leaving. Mm. Couldn't tell. <laughs> wow. What a thing to say. I know, right? Jeez. But, mm. I say, yeah, yeah, I didn't know anything about that at Xfinity race. Oh, yeah. There on Saturday, so... It's like some fireworks. Oh, yeah. We'll talk more in the pot about it. Don't you worry. Yep. And uh, don't you worry. We'll be uh, recapping a pick of NASCAR. And we only got one more race in the NASCAR season left to uh, go. So we'll get to that in the pot as well as everything else that we have coming up in the uh, podcast as well. And uh, make sure you uh, stick around uh, for ESPN Radio here. We got Carlin versus Joe coming up uh, next and we have world series baseball tonight we do six o'clock world series game three game three right here we'll have games three four five and six all right here on 99 the game nice so maybe it won't go to a six game we'll just have to see so we'll see uh stay tuned for that and we'll catch it in the pod
Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.